The Idiotville team would like to thank Community Access Media, The Atocalypse Food Truck, Palermo Realty, our Patreon subscribers, and all of our listeners for their support and contributions. We love you, Erie. Idiotville is a mature podcast. We sometimes touch on adult themes and use adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Idiots. It's Idiotville 216 coming to you from the Hall of Justice deep in the lowest of sub-basements of Stark Tower in downtown New York City. I am your host, Del Spears, alongside Brent and Liberty. N stands for not doing well in my fantasy drafts, but that's okay. She's going to be back at him. Hell yeah. And our very special, very first ever Hall of Justice guest. Don't you know that you are a shooting star? Paul Bills. Hello. Thanks for having me. I knew that was coming. <laughs> Mayor Emeritus, we have decided, of Wesleyville. How's it going, Paul? It's going well. Thanks for having me here in the Hall of Justice. It's going to be the first of anything. Thank you for accommodating us. Uh, as far as all of our scheduling snafus today, um, we happy. we had uh, we had such a, a shit show with this this morning, but um, it yeah. wound up working out for us. Yeah, we had a guest uh, do the personal reasons they had to reschedule, not back out, but reschedule at the last second. For let's just say it's something that we completely understand, right. and we're happy to accommodate that, and we look forward to sitting down with them very soon. But it's also good to know, like, if you ever see where we like we say something like, oh, we had a pivot at the last second for a guest, we're bringing in one of our good friends, and like somebody that the show knows, somebody that we want to hang out with, and we 100% got that today with Paul Bills. Yeah, and, and Paul, we're so happy to have you here on a Saturday morning still. Um, there's a lot going on in Idiotville. There's a lot of Idiotville things happening. Um, and we're going to get into those <laughs> a little bit today. There um, is. And Paul has some insight. Ooh. Um, so uh, we did get into this just ever so slightly a few weeks back, and we decided that we were going to we were gonna keep this in-house. But what wound up happening was the person that we were involved with with this decided to make it public. So we said, oh, you know what? If he's going to go out and he's going to run his yap about this, then here we are. We're going to run our yaps about it. Um, I'm not going to name names because I don't want to give him publicity. Right. Um, but we had uh, an email probably, what, beginning of June, Brent? Yeah, it was uh, when my wife was in surgery I got it. So that was that was good. It was like, oh, I need to deal with this now. And yeah. As well as worrying about my wife. So thanks for that, asshole. Yeah, and he, uh, he basically said, I don't like the way you guys talked about me when you you told the truth about me on the air, so I'm gonna sue you, and I want a transcript of that podcast. And we're like, well, uh, we're just gonna fucking ignore you because until you file the lawsuit, we're not going to acknowledge you. And then we ignored it. Well, and I felt like it was a pretty transparent threat an attempt to try to smear because what he would have done was use that and take snippets of quotes out of context to smear our friend which we weren't going to let happen no and you know what we'll say don't come for Jake Wilder 
because only we can do that. only we can no <laughs> Jake is like it's I don't have a little brother okay I, I am a little brother but I know that first of all I know Jake has my fucking back okay when my wife was sick and passed away I heard a lot from Jake and his wife okay I heard a lot from them they were here a lot they helped me out I don't know that without the group of friends that I had that I would have been able to get through it and Jake was a huge part of that and so was Cassie but what we run into is this jerk off thinks that because he puts and I'm going to air quote this journalist around his what he does that he has the right to just run his mouth and make up lies and it's like the first amendment does not cover you lying Mike it does not what it covers is the freedom for you to say things that we may not like I want to leave this true. into something else that is eerie related but let's continue this right now yeah absolutely and so uh, we ignored this lawsuit because he didn't actually file a lawsuit he was just trying to wave his teeny tiny little dick around and um um, he he sent us another email. Well, I'm sad to see this, and I'm like, I'm sad to see that you can fuck off. And then he, uh, Jake was in Country Fair in Wesleyville with his, I, I, I know at least his wife, possibly his children. And uh, this guy uh, yelled a homophobic slur at him that I'm not going to repeat here. Uh, I'm sure that if you ask Jake, Jake will tell you what it was. Uh, and then Jake said, it seems like you're probably a little drunk. Uh, the AA meeting is at the church across the street, <laughs> which is classic Jake. But don't come for Jake if you're not compared, if you're not prepared to come for all of us, because Jake is is miles better than you are. I think my problem with it is you want to like my honest, we're not going to name the name here. Yeah. My honest opinion of this guy is that he's unwell. Oh, he's, he's like got there, There's something, something up there. There's in, cause I've heard people after we started saying what happened, people on, unprompted have been saying things like he was a nice guy until X. I always liked him until Y. Oh, everybody thought he was a good dude until this crazy thing happened. Like, it feels like there's something up there, and in a way, I feel kind of bad for him. However, I just don't want to be held freaking captive by some asshole who's just going to lie and pull shit like this all the time. You don't get to be the aggrieved party and the bully. You don't fucking get that. So that was the problem. That, that's mainly my thing is, no, I'm not going to be held captive by this asshole anymore. I'm not going to do it. But at the same time, I hope personally, if it's help that he needs, I hope he finds it. I, if it's peace that he's looking for, I hope he finds it. I don't want to hate the person himself, but I don't want to be held captive to his whims that are obviously made like... Probably not like when he's at his best, we'll say. He's like a petulant child with this stuff. Um, and, and Paul, you know exactly who we're talking to. Um, when you were mayor of Wesleyville, did you have to deal with him? Oh, absolutely. And yeah. it, you know, it's funny. The first time I met this person, he actually rear-ended me at a red light. 
So that's how I met him. That was my first experience with him. I've seen many chick flicks start that same way. Right. And, you know, maybe... I don't want to speculate on, you know, why he hit me, but whatever. But, but it's a thing that happened, we'll say. Right, but it's a thing that happened. So as mayor, yeah, he would come to some meetings and always comes and starts with his giving, you know, his resume. Yeah, you know? we don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So, yeah, and then I have also had the experience and the fun of having him accost me in Country Fair in Wesleyville. That's sort of like his M.O. That's where he, like, does his public, you know, attacks on people. And, and I just, I'm a little bit different. I didn't, like... I wish I would have had like Jake's response of explaining where the AA meeting was, but you know, my, Jake's that kind of asshole. Jake, That's why we Jake, <laughs> Jake is one of the wittiest people I've ever met, no doubt. And I yeah. and I've met him, and you know, and so I've experienced that. And it was it's it's sort of a funny story that so he like was like yelling at me in country fair, and and I just kind of walk away from that. I mean, clearly you could smell some things on his breath while he was yelling at me, so I just kind of walked away <laughs> just think, and avoided oh. the situation. So then, like, a few days later, Jake was actually having a little get-together at his house. So he invited us. So we walked over to his house, and he lives near me. And who do I see there but this person? So I didn't want to be rude, and I don't want to say... I don't want to let tell anybody what I think of people if they're friends. So I'm like, you know what? We just stopped by to say hello. We're going to take off. I didn't want to... And I knew in my head, eventually, he will know who that is. Yeah. And I was right. Yeah, I don't know. It's just... I, I, like, I don't like good people like you being held captive by somebody's whims. I don't like the, that we have to have that cloud hanging over us that we have to have just because someday he's going to start shitting on all of us publicly right most people by now know trust me when we posted that out the comments and the, the private messages we got back most people know but some don't oh, i mean and it's something you have to endure you know yeah i've definitely talked to uh, friends that are also like he also has a photography business and i've talked to friends that also are established photographers and the things that have happened in weddings that he's been a part of are We've probably heard really a awful. Basically, in one industry, he's pretty much, from what I understand, like a notorious kind of legend versus stuff that went down. Right, and I feel like I can say whatever I want about this person here on this podcast because... Oh, no, fuck him. Sort of, his MO is, I'm just going to block you from everything, including his Wesleyville Inquisitor page on Wesleyville's, you know... There's that I hate about that, but continue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how inquisitive is he? I, I, I don't know. It's just, it, it's actually, we kind of laugh about that name. But. Yeah. I, my thing that I hate about that is I have a degree in print journalism. I care greatly about truth telling. I think that journalists are necessary in our community to tell that truth, to hold that mirror up, and people will hate the media and think of them as a monolith. But if we don't have somebody out there informing us, telling us the story, and shining that light on what can fuck this society, then what are we? We need journalism. And at Idiotville, we 100% adhere to such things. There has been things that have come up where it's like, oh man, I don't know.
know, that's a little fringy. I don't know if I can prove it. For There's so many things that we haven't said or posted because of that. But he lives in a world where we are attracted to clickbait. But because he does that, any other independent like organization like ours loses credibility exactly. every time he fucks up. Exactly, and that's the whole point. Is it's just that's the world we live in, where somebody like him can be taken seriously, and that and that's a problem. So you sort of have to. That's why I didn't at that get together say to Jake's wife, "This is why we're leaving." I, I oh, well, if you would have, because you think Jake can be blunt? <laughs> oh, <laughs> nothing on Jake's wife. We love you, Cassie. We love you. because, And I think Cassie loves us, too, because if she didn't, we'd you, fucking know. You, yeah, <laughs> she, she is... Uh, yeah, not, if you would have told her, she probably would have broke his nose. Like, yeah, she'd have punched him right in the face. And it would have been like, well, you know, that's completely justified. Yeah. Like, well, 100% doesn't But I don't want to be that person that initiates that. I want you to be able to see that for yourself. So, because I, I, I certainly don't take something like that lightly. I wouldn't just run down somebody just to run them down. Mm-hmm. So I like people to be able to create their own opinions. And I knew that she would. She's a pretty sharp person. Yeah. One of my favorite friends on Facebook. You know, she doesn't post a lot, but when she does, man, I love it. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, she, she's coming hard with some truths. Exactly. And she's doing it in a way that says, I dare you to freaking fight me on this. So I knew she didn't need me to tell her <laughs> anything. She yeah. would be able to figure it out, and boy, did she ever. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure she was not, uh, not... The way this person, though, uses that platform to make up, like, hurtful... This is what pisses me off, is hurtful lies about other businesses other people you for fuck's sakes right and puts that shit out there and then has the audacity to act like we're the libelous ones that's what pissed me off right and I otherwise tr- like I said I feel bad for him but right. that fuck up and as a public figure I try to be sort of positive and you know forward thinking and it, it's when you have something like that it's just amazing what people believe that he says and it's just totally not true you're always gonna have that group of people that will believe anything they read as long as it jives with what they already thought. Exactly. And that's, I think, what happens with him. And that's why we shared it. You want to yeah. be perfectly honest? Because I know that we didn't tell any lies. Were we a little harsh? Perhaps. Sure. But everything we told, we were backed up by documentation. Yeah. From the but state. You, it wasn't like uh, somebody sent us an email. But you know what stops somebody who does that shit? Putting a fucking light on it. Yeah. We haven't heard from him. Well, well, here's a little secret for you guys. There's no lawsuit. Oh, there's we know. shit. We there's know there's no lawsuit. There's not a lawyer in Erie that would take that as a lawsuit. That and I don't have the money to push a defamation suit on anybody. Exactly. I know this motherfucker doesn't. I does know not. that. But we got to, you know, we got to be careful with everything because we also understand that our form of media is fairly new in this city. That's why when it's things like, you know, we blow it out with our advertisers and stuff and have a little fun with it. A lot of it is because we know we bear the responsibility of 
being the first to have advertisers in this town. And if we want that to work for everybody else, we got to do it right. And you know what? Now they're starting to get them, and that's great. But it's also one of those things where our like podcasting is sort of like a monolith in this town where people think, oh, well, the Idiotville's an ass. Yeah, they're assholes, so I won't listen to freaking any of them. And I want to make it better for people to come after us. So I also do not want anybody to have that precedent where shit like that can happen. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's, you know, the response that you guys uh, released the, to him <laughs> was so genius and so perfect. I got to hand that one right over to my boy Dill over here. Thank you, thank you. I'm going to be honest, the first one where I the repost yeah. of the episode, Yeah. I had just woken up to, like, everything, and I was, like, taking a shit about to go into the shower. I'm like, I'll show this motherfucker. I was like, I wasn't even thinking. I was just pissed. And then Dill, like two hours later, was just like, oh, okay, well, I'll craft this perfect fucking response. Wow, like, and was it ever. There, <laughs> this is not even the most harsh version. <laughs> Brett had me tone it down. I would love to read the redacted. I will send you the redacted. No, because redacted. because uh, Placidi will make it um, admissible in court. Yeah, please don't send it to me, but man, I would love to read it. <laughs> okay, well, uh, let me know when we're off the air, and I'll tell you what I took out. All right. Um, let's great. do this. Let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to do the Atocalypse Food Truck Beer segment, and then we're going to talk more with our boy Paul Bills. Uh, we will be right back. Hey, Erie. Where do you get your tacos? Listen in every week to Idiotville Podcast. And play our game. Where's the conquistador? Only on Idiotville Podcast. Apocalypse Food Truck Beer Segment. Segment. Uh, we had to do a quick turnaround because our studio space was booked uh, out from under us, Brandon. So we Let's are coming. Go, Brandon. We are coming to you from the Hall of Justice, deep in the sub basements of Stark Tower. Been here a lot lately. Yeah, yeah. This is what uh, second one in a row. Yeah, it's gonna be. Weeks. We're gonna. Yeah, well, we're gonna be back here again next week because Labor Day they're closed. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I oh, we can't see you at all. <sighs> Hi. Oh no. See no, me no. Now? Yeah, I think we got it now. All right. So I went to the uh, beer and pop warehouse there on uh, Peninsula. And I grabbed a musical chair, India Pale Ale, and this is from uh, Thin Man Brewery in Buffalo, New York. Uh, this is an IPA, small batch, and there does not appear to be a blurb. No blurb. It's just a sticker on a silver can. Fuck your blurb. Um, but... Uh, so far, so good. Well, let's see. Let's see. The musical chair. What would you call that art style? It's very, um, very 70s, very 70, late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, it does feel like something I'd watch on, like, like PBS back in the day. Like the electric company. <laughs> I mean, it does have a boom box. Or 321 yeah. Contact. I remember those. I don't remember what they're about. I remember those being things. The electric company was awesome. I feel like that was, like, the ones where they brought out, like, the reruns and, like... 
like pop like a VHS in in elementary school. Didn't Morgan Freeman get his start? Morgan on Freeman got his start on that show. Yeah. Um, and that's where they had Spidey Super Stories because they had a deal with Marvel. And in the comics, one wow. time somebody called Peter or called Spider Man Spidey Man, and he's like, "This is what I get for letting the electric company call me Spidey." <laughs> So they, they went from a licensing deal with public broadcasting to Disney. The original rights for a Spider-Man movie got sold to some company for $225,000 in the 80s. Oh, that's a strong investment. Yeah. yeah actually, uh, I was on with our, our good friend J.J. Hodges, who does a, uh, a comic podcast, and he's got another comic podcast called uh, The Spider-Man Book Club. And we did a live watch of the first Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire because this is the 20th anniversary of that movie. Wow, that's like, crazy. I, I was like, what the fuck? Why am I so old? How did this happen? And I was like, oh, time passed. But the, that song with um, like Chad Kroger and shit, that, that's timeless. That's a classic. Yeah, it's like... I mean, yeah, song. Yeah, fucking rules. Yeah, um, it's like Evanescence when they got their big break in that Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. Is that how that happened? I just, yeah. they, I thought they just showed up. They, I think they did. They're like, we'll do a song, we'll do it free, and people are like, yeah, and then everybody loved it, and it was like, this is, I don't care if people like it, it's still crap. So uh, we are joined in the Hall of Justice for the first time ever by a guest, and that's uh, the former mayor. Of Wesleyville. Mayor and Mem- yeah. Mayor Emeritus. <laughs> Mr. Paul Bills. Hello, thanks. I, I, I'm so honored to be the first guest in the Hall of Justice. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we're. That's how most guests are like, hey, you want to come to Bill's creepy basement? They usually say no. Yeah, thank goodness yeah. the original guests that we had today uh, had to ask out for, for personal reasons because there's no way we would have gotten them down here. I'm, I'm always happy being second fiddle, so. <laughs> well, you were like our emergency. Brent's like, we don't have a guest. And I'm like, let me reach out to Paul because I know we've wanted to have him on because there's things we want to talk to you about. See, it's kind of good in that because it, that's always the case. Like, emergency. Paul Bills. That's that's like, yeah. that's who I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, you know, we have... We have guests booked out. We had to cancel somebody last week, and then our guest this week canceled. So it was last week was an absolute glorious show. We had so much fun with it because there was a guy out of like I don't know, like Berwick selling body parts online. I listened to the show. Yeah, oh, it was That's, so much fun. I, I actually went and looked at his picture because you were describing it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the website was glorious. He's a gorgeous, gorgeous man. Yeah. So what are we thinking of this beer here? I like it. I don't think it's any great shakes. I don't think it's. Uh, gonna blow my top off or anything, but this is the first of many beers for me today. Oh man, I guess I gotta do the... You gotta do tapped. Yeah, yeah. Um... I'll, I'll start on it. I'll start on it. Okay, okay. I do feel like that it's kind of to drink a beer that is just on a sticker, I feel like I made it. Yeah, like this was something that was brewed in Paul's basement. Right. <laughs> Illegally. And look, it's kind of off-center, too. Like, it, yeah. it is. I feel like I should be drinking it like this, but no, it's like this. That was definitely put on by hand. There was not a machine, and if it's a machine, that machine fucked up. That machine is broken. This is manual labor beer. <laughs> And sometimes I wonder if they just really want that aesthetic of DIY or if they just are cheap. I'm 
might be their thing. A little from column A, a little from column B. As somebody who's cheap, I understand. Yeah, I totally get it. So, if I go on Untapped, yeah. Musical Chair from Thin Man Brewery has... 3.78, not bad. That's probably about where I'm going to go with it. So yeah. that's uh, that's pretty accurate. It's brewed with Citra and Nelson. <laughs> Good old Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> Musical chair is rich with tropical and citrus notes with a dank finish. Dank! That's some dank shit you got there, Brent. Let's see what kind of reviews we got. We got Bruno. High drinkability. Less intensive, but still much tropical flavors. Uh, do you think and Bruno he gave it probably like a 375, 38, something like that. Do you think Bruno meant intense and not intensive? Intensive care. Well, if you have enough of them, yes. What is the ABV on this? Do we uh, it is not listed. It is 7%. Where is that? Uh, right by this little, little fucker's feet. Oh, hey, there he is. Yeah. It's like... Weird Pac-Man with no lower jaw and a body in pink. We got a lot of pictures of it. So, Paul, oh, what do you man. think of it? It's it's not really my kind of uh, flavor of beer. I think if it was really cold, it might be okay. Yeah, that uh, that ship unfortunately has sailed. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, but I do. I would rather drink a beer at this temperature. Yeah, and so I really can taste what it, you know, what it actually has in it. But yeah, I, I like the way it feels after I drink, after I swallow it, the like kind of burn in your nose, that kind of feel, I like that. Yeah. But I'm not sure I would buy it. Uh, yeah, this is going to be one of those ones where the last can sits in the beer fridge right. for a little while. but uh, Until somebody comes over you don't like, and you can give it to them. No, that's what the Milwaukee's best yeah. is for. I mean, it has some hops, but it's not real hop forward. I can taste the citrus in it, but it's not a ton. And it's and not in like a good way, because I like when they blend together and make something cool, but this one just feels like I could have a little more of both. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it, it's not as hoppy as I would expect from an IPA. Um, and, and this is, it's its not a double IPA or anything. And I think part of my, uh, part of my taste buds for hops have been destroyed by drinking like triples and stuff like that. Like yeah. this is, oh, this isn't hoppy at all. And somebody who's never had an IPA will be like, ah, because <laughs> that's how it always goes. But I don't know. I think you have to have your, your taste of craft beer at this point. So I went to a fantasy draft last night and I watched that go from all like beat. Yeah, it was the 21st year of this league. Wow. I, I got in a year like five, four or five. Mm -hmm. But they actually started it when they were in high school. And they were talking about how it was in one of their basements and they had like Mountain Dew. Yeah. But just watch the evolution. I remember first going there. So he's like, I got the beast, baby. To like Miller Lite, now everybody has their own craft beers and stuff. There. Yeah, oh, well, I mean the backyard shenanigans. I think this is what year eight of backyard shenanigans. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can't believe I'm going to that one now. That's uh, the funny thing about that one though is Lady Liberty was just like, oh man, you know, I, I'd love to get in that sometime. Like you have been invited multiple times. Like, yeah, we had to, <laughs> we had to add somebody this year because Jake had to drop out. Yeah, because Jake's the busiest man on earth. He is. He yeah, is. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's running a business. He's helping your fine city. He's he getting accosted at freaking country fairs. There's a lot going on I in his life. There. There's a lot of things <laughs> happening, and we're going to address that on the show. <laughs> but if we're going to rate this beer, yeah. I don't know if we're, we're to that point yet. Yeah, I think we are. 
I like it. I don't love it. It's over the median for me. Yeah. It's it's one of those that will sit in your fridge, and I'm sure will be over here in like January, fucking around, and I'll be like, oh yeah, I remember this, and I'll grab it. Yeah. Three point five. Okay, Paul. I mean, I don't hate it. Um, I don't like it, but I don't hate it. I, I would definitely drink it if somebody had it. I did go to their, uh, their I looked up their address because I wanted to see if it was a basement like mine, but it, they actually have a storefront, so. Um, it looks like a nice, but it has that like corporate nice to it. It looks like they redid a Wegmans. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, have you been to the flats since they redid it? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, where it still has a, like that, that vibe, but it's very corporate in it. Like it has that sort of feel, like you'd expect to see that at the flats. Right, you can tell the building was built in the 20s, the 1920s, but and now it's refurbished modern. in 2018. Exactly. Yeah, they're repurposing it into a beer. So I was going to go three because, you know, I thought it was, you know, just something thrown together. But since it's a storefront and I think they're they're really trying to make it go, I'll go 3.5. Okay, well, you know what? It's 3.5s all the way around because that's exactly what I feel about it. It's above average, but it's not something I'm going to say you have to go try this. I, you know, I just wanted to say I like that we've been doing a lot of these Buffalo beers lately. Mm-hmm. I think they have a pretty good beer scene up there. They do. I was there about a month ago. We went to this place called, uh, it's called Poor, I think it's called Poor Tap House or Poor Tap Room, P-O-U-R. And basically what you do is you get a badge with a QR code and they have like 40 taps on the wall and you just go up and you scan your QR code and you pay by the ounce. Wow, that's and great. You can, idea. you can try all the beers. They have good food. I was there with my girlfriend and uh, her daughter and her daughter's boyfriend um, and her son, who's 15, so he drank Diet Coke. But um, we had, uh, it was great. Um, I would absolutely go back there. I feel like we need to do a road trip to there because it's absolutely worth it. So yeah. this one's 3.5 on the Idiotville scale. Uh, Brent, do we have a schedule for the Conquistador? Yeah, but it's very similar to last week's because we don't have anything this week right now. I mean, he's at Tall Ships. Get down there. Go to Tall Ships. Check that out. Yeah. And that runs um, through today and into tomorrow. It's all weekend. I feel like everybody's down there. That's the cool sure. thing about this time of year is that there's usually something going on downtown and... When there is, the Conquistador is there, you know, because is it really a, a great downtown event if you can't have the best goddamn tacos in the city? Right. Exactly. It's, um, it, it's, I don't feel like it's an eerie event if there's not the best tacos in a 50-mile radius. That's, I think that's really why we do this, why we play the game of, where's the Conquistador? Where's the Conquistador? Is because the Conquistador is going to augment any situation that he's in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you could be just driving past something, you see the Conquistador there shelling out tacos, and you're like, I had no idea this was the place to be today. But based on that, it is. This event is top-notch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know you're going to have a good time. Even if you just park next to a brewery for the day or something, yeah. that's that's the place to be. You want to be at that brewery. Yeah, and his season's going to be wrapping up here yeah, before too next, long. Yeah, a month or so, yeah. yeah. But it sounds like he's had a great season. He really has. He told me, uh, and I'm sure I've said this, that he would have needed three 
fully staffed, fully stocked trucks to hit all the events that he was asked to do this year. So he was one when Federal Hill put out a taco truck. He's probably like, oh, good, good, because we I, I cannot saturate this market enough. Yeah. They're begging for my tacos. You can have my runoff, Federal Hill. Yeah, and, and you know what? Federal Hill is one of those places that does everything well, and their food is awesome. Oh, no, I'll never argue with another way to get Federal Hill. Right. Like, if, that's not... Yeah. I can find a remote Federal Hill, like... <laughs> Like Federal Hill work from home? Like, yes. So um, let's go ahead and wrap up. But I do want to say one thing first, because the big reason his schedule doesn't go further than that right now is because the Contestador's birthday is on what I want to say Tuesday. So yeah. when you see him this week, you see a big old tall ship, you see that gigantic rubber duck, all the fun stuff down there. Make sure you stop by the Conquistador, you give him money for a delicious taco and some sweet Mexican applesauce, and then you tell him happy birthday, and then thank him for all that he does for our great city. Yes. Happy birthday, Conquistador. Happy birthday, Conquistador, and... Beers to ya! from the Atocalypse Food Truck Beer segment. We're back. We are back. And we want to take just a brief minute to let you know the place that you should go to uh, for all your real estate needs. And that is Palermo Realty. God, I love them so much. I love saying Palermo Realty because I know that the money is flowing into our coffers like those guys who do the high limit coin pusher videos on TikTok. You ever see that shit? Oh my God. It's That's that's what Palermo Realty is for us. It's a high limit coin pusher. You know, I just like to believe that someone somewhere has heard this and just be like, I'm looking for a place to stay. Well, because when they when they want to do that, they want to. They want to. I'm like, you know, I would like to get paid. Right. Me too. I'd love to get laid. Same. But I want somebody who can keep it real. Keep it real. I'm going to Palermo Realty. Palermo Realty. Thank you so much for sponsoring our show. Uh, so what we're going to get into with Paul here is, um, and Brent has a lot of thoughts on this as well. Is uh, our local state senator is not happy with. Uh, an editorial about him in the Erie Reader. And he's he's more than welcome to have an opinion about his opinion. I don't know, like... I'm just saying this, like, it's to the point where Erie Dems is now running ads of this article. Yeah. Like, they're not fucking around. But first of all, hats off to our multi-time guest, Jim Wirtz, for pissing them off so bad that, first of all, Mike Kelly came up here threatening a lawsuit and then held the most bizarre non-Doug Mastriano freaking press conference in the history of this city. Like, I haven't seen somebody that mad in Erie since the Erie Gage Wars. Like, he was fucking pissed. Oh, he was furious. <laughs> he was just screaming at people. He was just ranting like an old man. And now you have this. Like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. You, I mean, like, you touched a nerve. It, it, <laughs> it must have hit pretty, pretty... And I want to say this. All of our conversations with Dan Laughlin have been great conversations. He is very open to explaining his position on things to, to his constituents. And he understands, unlike Mike Kelly, that we are his constituents, and he will talk to us. I said something about about uh, not using state vehicles or taking reimbursements, and he sent me the info to prove, hey, this is how I work. And then, and and when my wife died, he sent me a very nice note, like he was very cool about it. We 
sat down and had beers with him at Lavery one night. Isn't it kind of weird that we're in the situation that we're talking about two people we know personally suing right? each other? Like, yeah. How, like, like, it did, started in this basement. How the fuck did we get there? But, yeah, it was me and Brett down here eating, like, Valerios. <laughs> but if you knew you knew Dan, you talked to him like we have, you, you, you'd probably like him as a person, too. But that doesn't mean that he's not off base with this. And... He's suing, what is it, the Erie Reader, which we have voiced our opinions on, you know, promoting that kind of, yeah, like more local journalism. And so we're already against that. The Erie Reader and Jim Wirtz for a million dollars. Yeah. Like, first of all, you know you're not getting a million dollars. Because you could probably take everything that everybody on both of those places work, yeah, have the entire business and then kill everybody there and sell off their body parts on the freaking black web, and, you know, the dark web, and you're still not getting a fucking million dollars. There is just not a million dollars of equity in this lawsuit. So you're like, Paul, I'm selling, I'm suing you for a billion bucks. You better freaking come up with it. <laughs> and I might win that. But I'm not getting a billion dollars. Right. So this is this is the article. I'm going to pull it up from... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and use yourerie.com. Um, by land on this is Corey Morris. Uh, Dan Laughlin on August 26th filed a lawsuit against the Erie Reader for a recent opinion piece. The opinion piece, Erie at large, a congressman... That right there says you're going to lose, but continue. Right. Yeah. Uh, Erie at large, a congressman and a state senator walk into a bar, was written by Jim Wirtz, a contributing editor and chairman of the Erie County Democratic Party. Uh, it was published on July 14th. The piece uh, was critical of Mike Kelly and Laughlin's alleged involvement with efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Also alleged that Laughlin and Kelly were included on a list of people seeking criminal pardons from former President Donald Trump. Laughlin is seeking more than a million dollars in damages from the Erie Reader and Wirtz. Uh, he said there's or his... Uh, Did they burn down his house? Yeah. Um, the spokesman for Laughlin, Dennis Rowdy, said there's no such list, nor was there ever such a list. Jim Wirtz imputed criminal conduct to Dan simply because he signed a friend of the court brief along with 23 other members of the state Senate. Maybe they're... Yeah, I'm not going to say it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be sued for a million dollars when I... I don't even know if I have a grand in my checking account right now. Yeah, there was no pardons list. My name did not appear on it, nor would my participation in an informational brief to call the Supreme Court's attention to a tangentially related issue have warranted one. They just made this up. Um... So, uh, it's, it's not the same as the amicus brief that he signed. Uh, his office notes that the amicus he signed was clear that it was in neither support of, in support of neither plaintiffs nor defendant, defendants. Um, and then Kelly had that insane, batshit crazy news conference. Yeah, where he pretty much just brought the news in to yell at them about something they didn't write. Right. And oh, my God. It was, so, it was kind of funny. It was, it was like, it almost felt like there were, like... It, it was run by Roddy Roddy Piper or something. He was just in the Piper's pit. He's just he, shouting at somebody. He's not there. Hitting them with a coconut. Yeah. Like, like he expected freaking Jim Wirtz to show up and rip his shirt off and they'd start fighting on the stage or something. Like, yeah. He was just shouting at people who weren't there and giving no answers to anything. Like, you just held this press conference where we know how mad you are. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, why not just do a uh, Facebook Live or something to tell us how mad I'm just you saying, are. if you're listening to this from, like, one of those other counties that are just like, hell yeah, Mike Kelly, I like him. He, he yeah, he's, he supports in people who in the Capitol or whatever the fuck. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> but if you're listening to, like, this guy is just not, I don't understand how he's been doing this for a decade and he lacks 
that kind of skill. <laughs> I don't understand like, how he's sorry. been not doing anything for a decade and he still keeps getting uh, because the name, the, the letter that comes after his name and the district that he runs in. That's right, how right. So, doing. Uh, Paul, what do you think? Well, I mean, when you think of somebody like Mike Kelly who had that press conference, which I thought was a little ridiculous too, and he comes in and he says, "We should be talking about gas prices and we should be talking about inflation." Okay, but what are you doing for any of that? Nothing. He's, right. Well, he's bitching about Joe Biden and blaming him. Exactly. So, but he's not. Has he ever brought forth any kind of legislation to help any of that? None of that's important because. Honestly, he would rather Joe Biden fail if he gets more votes. Right. It's a defensive, like, he just li- lives on the defensive, not, not on the offensive. He doesn't try to help anything. No. He just tries to defend everything that other people are doing and doesn't actually do anything himself. He did get a sand, supposedly. But his job could be done by my racist drunk uncle. Just be like, hey, you dumb fuck, just vote for what we tell you to. And, it, and then claim credit for the sand we were going to get anyway. Like, who couldn't do that? Right, and, and and to be fair to Dan Laughlin. To be fair! <laughs> I mean, I, I'll i be honest, you know, I voted for Dan Laughlin. He is the only Republican I voted for, and for reasons of what things that he did. Getting money for the school district. When those poor kids died in that fire, he was really pushing that legislation to he get, yeah. you know, those kind of things. Those are the kind of things that matter to me. Here's my problem with Laughlin. Why doesn't he just run on his really good record? Exactly. Just run on his record. I'm not sure what what this the point of this is. Now, he, it said, if you read the article, that now there are people that are going to run against him, so he's going to have to spend more money to run. Okay, you know what? You would have to spend that money anyway. That's tough. Well, they threw a ton of money at the last election. There was a ton of money right. in his last freaking election. Right. I like and, Dan Laughlin. I, will, I would, I, you know, I'll probably vote for him again. I would have to see who runs against him. Right. But, I mean, but this some... kind of thing is just, it's, it's just a black mark. I don't know why you would do it. Um, it, it's, it's, <sighs> I, I feel like you'd accomplish the same thing and I'll credit this to one of my good friends at work and can't name it or else I'm pretty much doxing myself, but who said, honestly, the best way, if I were in his shoes to go about this is to release a statement about how it's patently false and try to besmirch what they're saying. You know, like doing this lawsuit makes you look petty. You're not going to win it. So you're just dragging things out. It's not an election year for you. So it's no use doing this. It's just making you and your party look incompetent. It's making you look weak, and it's adding credence to what was said. It's adding. It's making the party look more incompetent. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and you know we can. Oh shit! We came back and won. Come on, city. It's very Trumpy. You know, it's like it, this is about the Trumpiest thing that he could have done. Exactly, and and that's so unlike him, which that's why it really bothers me. So I, I don't know what his intent will be in the. <laughs> Because he's not going to get a million dollars. There's not a lawyer that's going to say that he can get a million. Maybe there is. Well, I mean, there obviously was, or he wouldn't have filed a lawsuit. They're looking for a lawsuit and to shut this down, which based off of these ads that I just saw this morning, they are not. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is exploding, and there is more and more of a backlash against Republicans right now because of all of the things that are going on. Absolutely. You know, the Roe v. Wade thing, regardless of what your opinion is on it, the student loan thing, regardless of your opinion on it. There are a lot of people who are defending these Republicans who are in Congress and should not have been able to get PPP loans because they're in Congress. But even then, if you get it, like there was a, there, it was designed for something. 
and yeah. if it was used correctly, then whatever. But then just don't act like uh, that's what I'm sick of with this. And it'll be my only real comment on it is I have paid tens of thousands of dollars of student loans, and I was doing it for a while. And everyone, you know, and, and you can hear these things. I'll be honest with you. I had my son three weeks after, yeah, I, I graduated college. I didn't have that ability to move home and like put money away and pay extra and get ahead of it like some of my friends did. And you could say, well, well, Brent, that's that's of your own doing. But but so I just want my son to starve. You know, I had responsibilities and I took them up. So were there some, yeah, did I defer it or get some like income adjusted thing? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I made $10 an hour in my first big boy job out of college. Yeah. But at the same time, I have paid for years. Yeah, oh, me too. I have paid off tens of thousands of dollars of this loan. And I will get this. And it will put me within striking distance because I was under $20,000. I didn't get a Pell Grant or else I'd be good. But because of that, I am really within striking distance of paying this thing off. And I have done exactly what the fuck I'm supposed to do for a long time. I didn't complain about it. I just did what they told me to do. But what gets me... And now I'm a fucking taker? Fuck you. What gets me is, like, I have a daughter now in college. Mm -hmm. So she will borrow probably over the next four years about $60,000 to go to Penn State Barron. Mm -hmm. So, and at 5% interest, she's going to pay in her 10-year payback probably $75,000. So that if she gets, if, if she would get $10,000 that they're supposedly going to give, she would still have to pay back $65,000 of a $60,000 loan. So it's not like she's not paying her loan back. I, I what think I like they should have put a cap on interest just well they do there, there are some certain things with that five percent as the maximum payment they made it so as long as you continue making those payments they hit the principal they can't start charging you like the interest on it and that's the real win so you're yeah. still paying your loan back that's what drives me crazy about yeah. this you're still paying it you're just not paying as much in interest Exactly, but people are going to ignore that, and they're going to say it's it's. I have to like, why do my tax dollars have to pay for this person? Well, you know what? The person who's who's got the rebate still has to pay taxes too. But let's not let facts cloud the issue. Right. Uh, what we're going to do is we are drastically short on time, uh, so we are going to go to the most important thing we do on every single episode. The Come on, fight. That's later. Ooh. Much, much later. Ooh. No, we're going to go to the Idiotville questions. Now, Paul, what we're going to do with this is I want you to say the first thing that comes to your mind oh boy. For as an answer to each of these questions. We're going to give you one minute. We have had exactly one person get through all ten questions. Ten. Wow, so, Brent, let me know when we have a minute on the clock. All right. We can start now. What is the best sandwich? Um... A Big Mac. I don't know. What's one thing you own that you really should throw out? I don't know. I, I love everything I have. Okay, next question. What beach at the peninsula are you going to? 11. Start bench cut. Smith's hot dogs, pepperoni balls, or sponge candy? Totally cut sponge candy. Uh, Smith's hot dog. What are the three? Start bench cut. Uh, start Smith's hot dogs and bench. Uh, what was it? Yeah, pepperoni balls. balls. Who was the last person who asked for an autograph? Uh, Reggie White. What is your least favorite smell? Cinnamon. What is the most used app on your phone? 10 seconds. Um, 
Facebook. Last question. Last question. Most annoying local fan base, Browns, Steelers, or Bills? Oh, by far the Steelers. All right. We missed two of them, but that's pretty good. There's a lot, there's 12 questions and you got 10. Okay. Not so bad. That, that's Not pretty bad. good. All right. So that is going to do it for this very abbreviated episode of Idiotville Podcast. We want to thank our incredibly accommodating guest in the studio, uh, the Mayor Emeritus the of best. Wesleyville, Mr. Paul Bills. Thank you so much, Paul. Thanks for having me again. And uh, we're, what's uh, what's the name of your band? The Collective. If you go to Facebook, you just type in The Collective and join and we'll, we'll let you follow I us. I so happily we found a part of his schedule. This is one of the busiest freaking dudes in Erie. Seriously. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely our pleasure to have you here in the studio. Yeah, you're a made man in Idiotville. You know we'll have you back, bro. Yeah, My pleasure. <laughs> and so for Brent and Liberty. Love you, I am Dill Spears, and we will see you in hell. The Idiotville team would like to thank Community Access Media, the Atacolips Food Truck, Palermo Realty, our Patreon subscribers, and all of our listeners for their support and contributions. We love you, Erie.